I'm Fitzroy Lee. I'm 55 years old. I'm a solicitor by profession. My parents are Jamaican. I virtually spent my whole life in Brent. I was born when my parents were living in the borough and I grew up in, in Brent. I was schooled in Brent until I went to university. And my connection to reggae music started with my dad's record collection. He gave me uh, his old records, a blue beat record by Prince Buster called Too Hot. I played it on a Chad Valley uh, toy record player. I remember when he brought in the Bob Marley albums. I remember 1976 when he brought in Rastaman Vibration and played it all through the cup final. And then I started collecting records when I came back from my first visit to Jamaica in 1979. I, the next day I went to Hawkeye in Harsden and bought the Black Uhuru Showcase album. Three of those tracks were in the, in the top 10 in Jamaica and it started from there. Dennis Brown and just moving on ever since then I've been a fan. When I was younger, I remember seeing Aswad at the Grosvenor Rooms. I remember seeing Tennessee at um, the Apollo in Wilsdon. Um, not so much of a raver now <laughs> with age and family. So it's more on the radio, online, in, in that way. That's how I find out about events. That's how I access the music. My dad is a big music collector. He's a fan of reggae, R&B, blues, those genres. My favourite reggae track is No Woman No Cry. I'm not sure the reasons why. It's an iconic song. The live version is my favourite to be to be specific because the studio version doesn't come anywhere near what the live version sounds like. That That's a song that transcends the world that that's a song that put reggae on the map that's a song whatever era you're in whoever you're with wherever you are people know that song and they know Bob Marley the first record I purchased full stop was probably wasn't a reggae record uh, the first record I reggae record I purchased was the Black Uhuru Showcase album um, the first record I purchased was was uh, I don't think it was a reggae record. I think it was Graham Parker and the Rumour from Spin It in Wilsdon. It did have an impact on how I dressed when I was a student. I used to wear a red, gold and green belt. I used to wear the beret. And yeah, that was, that was about it. If I was going to a gig I'd, or I was going to carnival, that's how I dress. I wasn't really one for the... Um, what I would call the Badman Walk, <laughs> or the the Alestone Walk, as we'd call it from my school. Um, not really how I walked. How I how I influenced how I thought. Well, the yes, I would say yes because the my sort of political views and the music aren't in a vacuum. They're kind of intertwined because the the branch of reggae that I really like is the the cultural reggae, the political stuff, the stuff that's inspired by Marcus Garvey, Rastafari, Bob Marley. So the, the two things will be intertwined. And I think um, with in 
in the 80s when uh, English bands started to make reggae because before then it only came from Jamaica they were talking about stuff that was happening to us as as black youth second generation here with the stuff that Aswood were bringing out then before they became very popular uh, Steel Pulse that was one of my favourite bands they were very political and talking very much about what is happening in Britain to black youth and also what's happening to black people in apartheid South Africa, etc., etc. So the two things were intertwined for me. In terms of reggae music having an impact on politics, I'm not sure about in the um, mainstream in terms of political parties, but outside of that, in terms of rock against racism, in terms of how youths saw themselves in this society, how they saw themselves vis-a-vis other uh, black communities across the globe, then it did have a big impact in, those, in, those, in that respect. It's interesting because there's different offshoots to, to the music. Um, in the 80s in Britain, you had the, the lover's rock genre. Now you've got a very strong dancehall element which is not necessarily my cup of tea, but it's, it's there. But against that, you've got young artists like Chronics and Kabaka and Protégé who are trying to bring back the rebirth of the more cultural element. So, but yet in terms of commercial success, it's more dancehall type inspired music like Sean Paul that is really popular. The, the cultural music that Marley produced isn't doesn't have the same kind of um, popularity as as it did when we were growing up. I've got a massive vinyl collection. <laughs> that's about that's that's about it. I used to buy a lot of 12-inch singles on vinyl on the Greensleeves label uh, in in that that era, and I've still got them now. How would I like to see the borough's heritage preserved? I think it's a matter of things like this, like what we had with the Windrush, with the displays. That if there's a permanent display of that, say in Wilsdon Library, I think that that's important because then the next generation, like my daughter and people of that era, will see it. And in the modern era. It's all about what they can see and visualize here and now, so that's probably the way the way to go.